Welcome to Her Fantasy Football Podcast. Three sisters talking a lot about football. It's so close. Yay. Come find us at HerFantasyFootball.com and on iTunes. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. What? What? So exciting. Hey, uh, hey. Uh, We're sounding really high right now. To football. Well, why not? Everyone else is doing pie. Everyone is, right? That's the standard. Uh, Doing pie. You don't do pie. Smoke Smoke it. You do pie. I guess you can do it now because you can eat it, you can smoke it, you can lick it. You can. It's, that sounded dirty. Nowhere. This is getting, yeah. I was about to sing that song from the 90s, you know. You know. Ha, which one? The How Many it's, Licks one? No, it's just inappropriate in general, so we're not going to go there. But you know what's not inappropriate? Hmm. Sipping on gin and juice? <laughs> That's not inappropriate. Laid back. Laid back. With my mind and my money and my money and my mind. Snoop is always appropriate. Oh. Always. Always. We just want to throw this out there right now. We were nominated for the Ice Bucket Challenge. We all donated to the ALS Fund. We appreciate you. I hear that they've raised $5 million thus far since it, this all started, which is very exciting. It's crazy. Um, they've, raised, they've raised more than that, even. Raised more than that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I did the challenge. I just haven't posted the pictures. I had no one there to record it. So I took Ashley, a picture of the bucket, a picture wasting of water. my head. We, we already Ashley's covered that water. I don't care about the environment. We already covered this in the last <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. 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 Ashley legitimately doesn't care about the environment, but she also wastes water alone. So well, I had to, well, I had to do it because Brandon was gone, and Courtney and something else going on. I was like, well, I guess I'll be the one to do it. I just haven't posted the pictures yet, but I will. I will. But you will. How do you take like a selfie while you're dumping ice over your head? I took it after. I, I, I mean, I don't have that weird freakish string to have a whole ice bucket with one hand and a camera. That'd be awesome. My arms would be killer. But no, I took it afterwards. Yeah, it was really hard to convince my four-year-old to dump ice water all over me and my two-year-old to hold my phone videotaping it all. Just didn't just didn't work out the way I was planning on it. So <laughs> yeah, I thought Bummer. you were saying that really happened, and I was like, Yeah, no, wow. no. Wow, you're you're like the child whisperer. <laughs> yeah, right. It's been a day in my life, and you would disagree with that statement. <laughs> on some exciting news as well, you guys, her fantasy football will be launching on ESPNW on August twenty eighth. <gasps> Woo! One week from today, you guys, please come out and show your support. Come to the website. Look at all of our fun stuff. It's exciting. We're, we're so excited to team up with ESPNW. And, uh, like, yeah, yeah. So we'll be on ESPNW, but we'll also be on HerFantasyFootball.com with our rankings, blog posts, and much more. So you can find us in both places. It's dress rehearsal week, everyone. Full makeup. The only week that matters. That's right. This is it, guys. It's week three. It's not week four. Week four, the starters usually rest. They prepare themselves for the first game of the season. So week three is where you're going to find who really falls into the new offense, 
who actually is going to be the starter. Um, some teams will still hold out to let you know that things, but um, this is it, guys. This is it. So we are going to go game by game this week, like we do during the regular season, to let you know who we think our starters, sleepers, and bench players are, relationship statuses, updates, all of those fun and exciting things. And uh, we'll get to some of your social media questions and more money, more problems. There's a lot of them. Don't do drugs, right, Brandon? Please. 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 <laughs> you know, oh. I, found, I found that a mug that we had. Do you remember the D.A.R.E. program? Yes. And Don't it was do a mug. drugs, just give hugs. Yeah, kids need, kids need hugs, not drugs or whatever. And I have yeah. the mug. I stole it from mom, which would probably make her mad. But I was like, this is hilarious. Well, if she listened to the show, she'd be really angry. Yeah, but she doesn't, so it's fine. She'll never know. <laughs> Our mom doesn't listen because we talk about bad things. Which is no different than when we're just at her house. But no. for some reason, it's different because it's being broadcast to the public. It's true. What are you gonna do? It's true. Details. What are you gonna do? Fair enough, We're going to get started. Thursday night game, guys, this week is Pittsburgh Steelers at Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, so that kind of leads us into our more money, more problems. Because uh. the the problem is marijuana. Marijuana. It is interesting. So it was Legarrette Blunt and uh, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Which, by the way, his name just lends itself, right? Uh, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Of all the I people, think it's blunt, but it's tef- definitely blunt in this conversation. Blunt. Yeah, I call him blunt. He will forever be blunt to me. But mm-hmm. um, they both were caught and arrested. For marijuana, which is funny because it's so fantasy relevant, it hurts my backbone. Because we're talking not only you know, Le'Veon is the starter, Mr. Blunt, mm. Blunt, Blunt, whatever we're called. We're all can we all agree to call him Blunt? Yes, okay, Blunt. Until, yeah, if you get yeah. arrested, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. what happens. Until we find uh, out it was a pipe, we're calling him Blunt. Yeah, exactly. He's the <laughs> he's the backup, which then leaves us to our third person, who I'll talk about in the sleeper category, Dree Archer. So um, the two starters you're actually going to pick are obvious. These are husbands. Antonio Brown's a top 10 wide receiver, and then Le'Veon Bell is, you know, running back. So the average ADP for them for Brown is 8, and Bell is 10. So you'd be obviously taking them, so I'm not going to waste my time talking about them. But we are going to talk about Dree Archer. So, you know, with the arrest of them, this makes this an even more interesting situation, because he's actually been doing pretty well in preseason games. He had two uh, big catches, sorry. So one went for 40 yards against the Bill and a 46-yard one against the Giants. And what's really interesting is that the Steelers have had only seven receptions from a running back that has been over 40 yards since 1988. Woo! And Dre Archer has two of them in the first two preseason games. Thank you for starting the show off with a stat like that. Right? Actually. I know. It's a totally oh, random yeah. one. I have, like, we're a weird in, hair. We're in mid-season form right here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that we're an interesting one? jokes and mm-hmm. stats that mm-hmm. are going crazy town. Ooh. So I really like him Drop because he, I think they're going to use him. They, I think they were going to use him anyway in, in some sort of fashion because he is doing a pretty good job receiving. But now his stock has gone up even more. I mean, his he, ADP is 70, so you could get him really low, but... Who is I this? Mean, Dre Archer. Oh. I he's, can't believe his 70? ADP 70. He's never been taken in any of the 70, draft that yeah. I've done. No. But, with, <sighs> but now that's going to be, I mean, his value is much more now because of this whole situation. Because I'm sure they're going to get suspended. 
for some sort of games, right? It has well, to happen. They still haven't uh, come down with something for Dwayne Bow, right? For DUI last year. I don't, I don't know. know if it's gonna happen this year, or but maybe see, next but he year. wasn't convicted for a DUI. He was convicted. They bumped it down, and he was convicted for like, um, like a light out in the license plate, and um, got pleaded down. Like, yeah, yeah, and some other charges not drug related. So yeah, it was probably it's, called being a football player, right? Mm-hmm. Do they just have a little thing for that? No, not necessarily. <laughs> a lot reduction. of times that people get re- reduced down, I mean, because it depends on if he was actually high or if he just got the DUI because he had marijuana in his car. It did smell like marijuana, but that could just be really good. Yeah. Time, so I don't know. Well, I, 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 I like his, his, he's got more upside to me now, so I think he's a more interesting pick, again, in a very low round. And then Marcus Wheaton. So Wheaton had a 16-yard catch for a touchdown against the Bills this last week. And he, he's basically got the starting job locked down opposite of Antonio Brown. Hypothetically, he hasn't been named the second starter, but he is basically what's going on right here. And against the Eagles, if, if this game actually mattered, which it doesn't, uh, the Eagles' defense is really bad. So it would be a, a good opportunity for uh, him to actually get some touchdowns and have some good connections with... Benny Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, who I didn't bring up because he wasn't quite a sleeper. Ben Roethlisberger's not a sleeper, but he's someone that would you consider if you had like maybe a 14-team league or you picked him up as your second backup, but not pertinent. And there's really no one on the bench for me with the Steelers either, so that's them. That's them. That's the Steelers. People have been asking me a lot of questions about Heath Miller. I don't like to acknowledge that Heath Miller still plays in the league. I'm just surprised. Like that's all there like, is is questions about Heath Miller. They're like, should I start Zach Ertz or Heath Miller? I'm like, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Should I start Antonio Gates or Heath Miller? I'm like, Antonio, Antonio Gates. Gates. I just, it's, I feel <laughs> like every yeah. time I answer, I'm like, I don't understand. You're like, where's He's the question here? He's functional for like a fill-in, but I don't understand starter status. You know who is a starter on the Philadelphia Eagles? Nick Foles. Nick Foles. <gasps> Let me explain. Oh. Can we stop for a minute? I Okay, so my, the first game that I tried to watch preseason, I did buy the preseason ticket on NFL so that I could watch all the games. The first one that I tried to watch, and by tried to watch, I mean I thought I was going to get through full preseason games. Now I'm just <laughs> down to I watch the first half. You guys, I can't. It's too painful. It's too painful. Right. But I tried to get through the Chicago Bears-Philadelphia Eagles game. It was a nightmare. It was, okay, so let's put it this way. Seven penalties in the first quarter. That's crazy. It was terrible. And the whole offense in Philadelphia is based off of being, like, up-tempo, keeping things going. They couldn't get anything started. So, yes, no. he threw two interceptions, and he threw two interceptions the whole year the year before. It didn't matter. It was so bad. It had nothing to do with him. It was just a terrible, terrible game. Uh, but he bounced back against New England, um, which, by the way, New England has an improved defense this year, so they're not exactly an easy team to run over, but he did a great job. Completed 80% of his passes for 81 yards and a touchdown. He's fine. You believe yeah. in Chip Kelly, you believe in Nick Foles. I, I'm confused why there's even, like, discussion about this. I, I know, mean, we're talking, it's like pre, first preseason game where nobody looks fantastic, and who cares? It's basically glorified practice is what first preseason game is. Well, and we'll talk about it later. The reason why... It, looked worse is because Jay Cutler looked really good, which is fine. Jay Cutler's in Mark Trestman's offense. Yeah. I mean, everyone wins. So, anyway, this would normally be a fantasy orgy game, Chicago and Philadelphia, and said it was a nightmare. 
Uh, but anyway, moving on against the Steelers. So LaShawn McCoy, he missed a few days of practice due to um, turf toe. Somebody asked us, like, is turf toe really scary? Yes. Turf toe yeah. sounds like a total wussy kind of injury, but it's totally. not. I mean, they use their toes. I mean, that's like, that's how they get their foundation. That's how they have their balance. And if their toe is off, that affects your entire running game. It's a very, it's a very serious injury. Their toe isn't literally off. No, I mean, <laughs> they didn't lose their toe, but I'm saying it throws your balance off. Like that is the... <laughs> It's it's very it's really important. I mean, if it's your pinky, whatever. But well, supposedly he's fine. Yeah. I mean, we're still married to him, but I think that we're starting to check his emails. Ooh, you're checking Just his emails. Sure. I think I'm checking my husband's emails on this one. Did he download Messenger, and has he been sending direct messages? Now, if you downloaded mm-hmm. Snapchat, we have a real problem mm-hmm. on our hands. Yeah. No, I haven't found anything yet. I'm just, oops, how did you leave your, leave your browser open? <laughs> kind yeah, of right. married with LaShawn right. McCoy right now. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. just checking in. I'm just checking in with the turf toe. We'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, which, by the way, I do not do that to my husband at all. I've never done it. I've never searched somebody's phone either. No, I feel like fact, I probably should have, have each a couple other emails. Times. Uh, passwords anyway and sometimes we're like hey I'm not home can you check this for me or something I don't know yeah thus far my husband and I have very boring lives there's really nothing to check no no (laughs) but LaShawn McCoy turf toe turf toe my interest Mm. Uh, however he did lead the league last year just want to remind you with 1,607 rushing yards expect a repeat it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine it's fine. It's fine. On the blinders. It's fine. Uh, Jeremy Macklin. Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. You guys, uh, he's coming back in his third preseason game with Riley Cooper. Both of them have been out the whole time. <laughs> so I really don't have anything to say about them. They probably should draft them, I guess, on last year. Yeah. We'll see. Well, not Macklin for last year, but. Oh, two years ago. Two You're years right. ago. You're right. <laughs> Even more so scary. He's really returning. Yeah, a little more scary. Sleepers, though, Jordan Matthews taking up. He's really kind of doing a great job with Macklin and Riley Cooper being out. He's a rookie from Vanderbilt. He's kind of excited. Um, he set the all-time SEC record for receptions and receiving yards last year. And also, he's related to Jerry Rice. His mother is Jerry Rice's first cousin. Interesting. Some Very nice. Trivia for you. I'm coming around on the Zach Ertz, Brent Selleck train. I'm coming around. It looks like around. they're doing a lot of two tight end sets. And uh, Zach Ertz has got uh, six of his seven targets for 86 yards and a touchdown. Although um, one of Foles' interceptions was was throwing towards Ertz, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then Selleck uh, caught two of the three targets uh him and the sentence is weird but anyway for 45 yards both passes were for 23 and 22 yards Ooh. so that's nice uh i think they're gonna use both of them Ertz is going much higher than selick so you're not even gonna have to draft selick so i'm just bringing him up as a it if you don't want to draft a backup tight end you'll be happy that selick is on the waiver wire so he's someone you should keep your eye on uh, on the bench, Mark Sanchez. Stop it! Stop it! There's a little renaissance going on with Mark Sanchez. Okay, he's I'm also he's completing 81.8 percent of his passes. Congratulations! He has two touchdowns to one interception. This might be a first for him. Congratulations! 
I think this is great. He's not going to unseat Foles. Don't worry about it. But he might trade it to one of these teams that needs a quarterback. That rumor I could get behind, interestingly enough. Could you be speaking about Oakland? I was speaking about the Browns, but we could do <gasps> Oakland. Oh, oh, Browns. Oh. I just got sassy. That would be very interesting, throwing Sanchez into that dynamic. So good. Kardashians written all over it. Ohio bias. Marcus totally Kim. <laughs> Marcus totally Kim. <laughs> no way. He has a selfie book. No way. Well, no he's way. He's the only one I want a selfie book of. Yeah, he's the one you want yeah, a selfie book like, of. No I'd way. I'd be okay with that. Manziel is Kim for sure. Hoyer's Maybe Maybe's more Chloe. Because Chloe, you know, I could see her flipping people off. More so than Kim. No way. Corey, Chloe is, like, lovable. What is lovable about Manziel? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Nothing, but... But way, Kim is beautiful, and, and Manziel is not. There is that. Right. There is that. <laughs> uh, Darren Sproles. I'm going to make a. I'm going to make a bold statement here. I don't think he's worth drafting at all. <gasps> I would agree. The, the rumor is that he's only going to play 20 snaps per game. And to let you know, he played between 25 and 35 snaps per game in New Orleans and still wasn't someone that you would start on your fantasy team. LaShawn McCoy is awesome. And frankly, if McCoy goes out, Darren Sproles isn't really the handcuff. So, anyway, I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't draft him. And you know who else I wouldn't draft? Alex Henry, the kicker. He missed a, like, 40-something yard kick in the last game. And they just picked up competition, a rookie named Cody Parkley from Auburn to compete with him. I don't like kickers with competition. You heard it here first. No, it should be the one confident position you go into your season right, with. Right, Is your kicker. You know who it is. Amen. Sign still delivered. That's not good. I want no. a Matt Prater. Thanks. Thanks. He's out. I'm done with the Eagles. Thanks. Done. You know, fly. we're going to move on up. to Friday's games. We're starting off with Carolina Panthers at New England Patriots. Um, I have both of these teams. You know, for me, starter, ugh, it, last game made me feel so much better about Carolina's offense, I should say. Yay! Yeah. Yay! I'm going to start much with my sleeper, Calvin Benjamin, although he's not really a sleeper, but his ADP is 131, which is the 13th round, which I think is great value for the number one wide receiver getting balls thrown to him from Cam Newton. So, hey! <laughs> and hey. he's um, huge. Like, really big. 6'5", 240 pounds. That's a target, it's a people. Big, it's a big guy. That's a big target. I like Perfect. him. He had a 29-yard touchdown against Buffalo. Um, I'm okay with that. I can take that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So, I, I love him. I love I Cam. I'm, I'm back onto Cam's train. I'm okay. He's got people to throw the ball to now. I feel a little bit more confident with him. His injury Thank seems you. to be doing okay. Um, his ADP is 56. I think that is pretty good where you should be. I'm taking him off. It's the complicated um, marriage status. We're moving back up to serious boyfriend. Uh, Greg Olson. <laughs> Love him. Yay, Greg Olson. He's my boyfriend. 
Love to boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. Always and always. Now, this is a no-brainer, but I just want to say it out loud. Carolina Panthers defense is still going to be your husband, people. And you kind of have to go kind of high for them. It seems like the ADP is 81. That seems bananas, but... It's ridiculous. I Don't mean, take if, them at 81. If people are taking defenses fast, you can either do one of two things. You can take a defense fast as well, or you can hold off and just play game by game and get a defense. But 81 for a defense and not the number one defense is, is really high. Really, really high. Who I'm not going to be drafting are the running backs for Carolina. No. I just yeah. They scare me. I'm just done. I'm done. Although well, people seem to be super psyched for Jonathan Stewart again because he scored that touchdown. Yeah. Stop it. Awesome. Stop. Oh, has, no. I think he hasn't scored a touchdown since, what, like 2011 or something, I want to say. <laughs> I didn't even write his name down because I don't want to talk about it. it. It's crazy. just like he, he doesn't exist to me. I don't want to talk about no, it. No, I don't. I don't. You know what I'd much rather talk about are the Patriots. And that's just a true, true statement. Rob Gronkowski, his ADP is 30. He is a husband. I know he's injury prone, so you should probably get a backup tight end. But Not I'm probably. okay with him. You absolutely I, have to get a backup tight end. I'm okay with him. <laughs> and just so you know, guys, he is going a lot higher than 30 in a lot of leagues. So just because his average Way is 30, 30. He, in some links he's going as high as 13th overall. So He went in the first round in one of my leagues. Well, there you go, people. He might not be available. Don't do that. I would not reach for him. <laughs> yeah, I want to stress, I said he went. I am not telling you to take him in the yeah, first round. Right, I'm not telling you to take him in the beginning of the second round either. I think it's just... I am straight up telling you to not take him in the first round. (laughs) Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. Now that that. we're clear, this dress rehearsal. (laughs) Yeah. Because you know what? When people tell people to break a leg, don't tell Gronkowski. Oh my goodness. Ever break. Did you see? Like they would show like practices (laughs) of him, right? And he has, like, the crazy elbow brace. He's got the knee brace. Like, the guy is, like, basically, like, a fictional, part, like, cartoon character. Machine. Like, part yeah. machine. Like, with all these braces on him. It's not. It's, it's oh, really crazy. It's really sad. But when he plays, he's amazing. So Super talented. No, super no talented. Argument. But just know what you're getting yourself into, and that should never, ever be your first pick. Okay. Moving on. Julian Edelman, ADP 71. He's my husband. I don't know if he's anybody else's husband, but I love Edelman. I've gotten him in a lot of drafts. I think we value him a little higher than other people, but I don't know why they're not valuing him. No. I don't understand it. Again, if if Tom Brady is passing him the ball and he is the number one wide receiver for the New England Patriots, which Belichick has some, like, voodoo stuff going on, where they win games, get stats, then you want him on your team. And he's the, only, he's the only consistent player, and Brady loves him. Black magic, it's true. So, so true. I, love, I love him. Um, you know, both running backs are going pretty high. Uh. I mean, not really high, but pretty high for what they are. I know, it's... You know, Shane Vereen, 
He's going the highest at 67. Like and and I like him, especially in PPR leagues. 47 of his touches last year in his eight games were receiving touches. So that's wonderful. So I'm okay with drafting him. But Stephen Ridley, I just I just don't trust him in the I just don't trust him. So his ADP is 80, and if he falls lower than that and you get him for a great value, sure, take him. But I would not reach for him. I, I love Tom Brady going in the seventh round. I'm all about that. You know, he was 8 for 10 for 81 yards and a touchdown last week. Uh, you know, yes, he might have had an interception, but it wasn't his fault. But that is the downside of Tom Brady is that he has an unreliable, inexperienced receiving core that half of them play, half of them don't play, half of them know the, know the plays, half of them don't. So this is the downside of them. And for the Patriots, just can we stay away from Danny. Danny, you're you're yes. off my list. You're off. You're done. She's yeah. speaking of Danny Amendola. Yeah, I am. Danny. Da- talking about you, Danny. Talking about you, Danny. So let's <laughs> talk about something more positive. The Jacksonville Jaguars, shall we? They looked like a totally different team. It's amazing. I have a, they are my Arizona Cardinals of the 2014 season. I'm nice. That right now. Nice. Where I am like, oh, is it going to be a hot mess? Oh, maybe not. I sort of love the Jaguars. Seriously. It's my daughter's favorite team. After the Broncos, they love the Jacksonville Jaguars. Both of them? Yeah. Really? Maybe I'll get them something. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Although, can we (laughs) discuss for one second here? I find the glitter helmet a little weird. (laughs) Yeah. That's why little girls like it, though. Initially, I was like... It's not pink. It's not not offensive pink, but it's just glitzy enough. I know, but what what grown man wants to wear glitter on? None. It's a it's a terrible choice. You but know, terrible. I'm telling you, it's fine. our nieces love them. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> it's a bad choice. Also, oh, the helmet's the cool. So with like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's just it's, it's no. Wait, funky. I'm sorry. They don't have the Panthers had the glitter helmet. Well, it's matte. The black is like a the black matte is matte black, and then it kind of yeah. I'm thinking the Panthers have the silver glitter. Oh, the Panthers is silver glitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, the no. I actually the, like the Jags helmet. I like the, yeah, Jags. the Jags. It's it's kind of creepy. The matte <laughs> is like negative space, black matter. Anyway, um, starters. So Toby Gerhardt's kind of the only guy that you're going to draft. It's like a starting fantasy option. He didn't look great against the Bears, though. He kind of looked slow. Wasn't real great. But they're tell- <laughs> they're saying. That he's going to get 250 to 300 carries uh, over the season. And anyone with those numbers, we're all in the top 11 running backs. So yeah. if he gets those carries, it's the way it is. It seems excessive to me, but I think it's okay to draft him thinking that that's the case. His handcuff, however, is Denard Robinson. Denard Robinson's had a great preseason, so keep that name in mind. And I would definitely get the handcuff because Gerhardt taking that many snaps seems a little crazy. Um, so, sleepers though, Blake Bortles, I just want to talk about how great he is. 
I, I know that they're going to sit him. I'm not entirely sure why. I mean, for all of you out there who have been drafting Johnny Menzel in your drafts, <laughs> I would suggest that you draft Blake Bortles <laughs> instead because this guy actually might play and he might actually do a good job. So I... <laughs> And Menzel goes isn't going pretty high too, which is even <laughs> I can't, I crazier can't. part. Like people are dr- drafting a it backup. It's the same people who's drafting Dre Archer at seventy. It must you know be what? the same people. Well, I that is out of all the Browns. running backs, so, so that's that's his ADP of oh, running backs. Oh, and the running backs. Oh, yeah. I thought like overall, not overall. Oh, okay. I was like, well, that's really high. <gasps> No, but I, I, I can't wait to get to the Browns because I have so much to say about we all do. backup quarterback. Yeah. But we all do. It's going to be a free-for-all. So let me just say <laughs> this about the Jacks. Blake Bortles is completing 64.3% of his passes. On 18 passes, he's thrown for 277 yards. No touchdowns, but also no interceptions. Hey. Now, oddly enough, though, Chad Henney is doing okay, too. So I, I'm not telling you to draft Chad, Chad Henney. Don't. But I'm just basically telling you that this is a better Jaguars team, and I'm excited for them. And I think they're going to have some tough games because they're still new, all playing together, but I'm excited for them. On that note, uh, Marquise Lee. First of all, Cecil Shorts, A. Sanders, everyone's out. Marquise Lee, hello. He's four for four for targets for 27 yards and a touchdown. I have no problems with him. That's a sleeper, people. That's what sleepers are made for right there. He's a he's a rookie, so I don't really have a whole lot else to say about him. Other than for late round flyer, you can get him pretty late, and in deep leagues, he could be very valuable. Uh, Mercedes Lewis also four for four in the preseason for 55 yards. And if you're waiting on tight end, um, or maybe you have a tight end that's like kind of and you didn't take a backup, he's on the waiver wire most of the time. And if you also want to take him and like Travis, is it Kelsey? Yeah, I think it's Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. from the uh, the Chiefs. Like these guys, people that are, I'm I'm really targeting for late. Like if I'm deciding that tight end's the one I'm not really going to deal with, two great picks. Um, the bench. I'm sorry, Cecil Shorts and Ace Sanders. They were the only guys going in that had ever caught a ball in the in the league, but Sanders is suspended for four games due to substance abuse issues. However, he actually had an apologetic tone when he talked about it, unlike um, Justin Blackman, who not only said, I don't have a problem, but then went out and got a DUI the next day. <laughs> so don't Justin Blackman's out for the whole season. There's nothing uh, to discuss there. He has no, no chance of getting his sentence reduced. Um, Shorts continues to struggle with a hamstring issue. Supposedly he's back at practice and he might play against this, the Lions, but um, but that's been I'd, lingering for a few years too. Yeah, and I'd that's... wait. To, I'd wait to see the spark. If you don't see the spark, I'd rather draft Marquise Lee. Yeah. Or Allen Robinson, who hasn't really like done a whole lot this like preseason, but I feel like you have other options in the Jaguars. Marquise Lee is really the only one I'm talking about. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go into the other people. Marquise Lee, if you're gonna take a Jaguar, like as a large best option, he's the one. Yeah. Jags. Done. <laughs> On to the Lions. So you're basically starting everybody from this team. Everyone's Yay, your husband on this team. Lions. Lions. Uh, Calvin Johnson. so much more forgiving than me. I'm the only one that's still angry for Courtney last year. Well, you know, Courtney's loved them for a while, so 
She's okay with it. You forgive you know? those that you love a bit more than other people, so. You know, they, they got me to where I was. You know, I wouldn't have had the most points in the league if it wasn't for Stafford and Johnson. So, yes, they lost me my championship run, but, you know, whatever. I sent the trophy away. (laughs) They're still awesome. You sent the trophy away? Oh, my gosh. It's it's real. Did you give it a kiss? I had a picture taken with it because I realized in the whole year I had never taken a picture with the trophy that I won. Oh, my God. It's not a good picture, but at least it happened. It happened. (laughs) Well, back to the lions. Now that we know Brandon took a selfie with her picture, with her trophy, I mean. So Calvin Johnson is a no-brainer, obviously. I've also got Golden Tate, Matthew Stafford, Reggie Bush, Joyke Bell as people that you should be obviously drafting. But Stafford (laughs) had, you know... He's done well. He was 9 for 10 last week for 88 yards and two touchdowns. So I like the look of that. better than well. Yeah. I mean, 9 for 10? That's awesome. And Golden Tate. I was a little suspect on Golden Tate initially because he's Golden Tate. I know that you guys were all down on it. I was like, no, man. But he's doing really well. Like, he looks good. (laughs) Now, granted, Calvin Johnson hasn't played, and Calvin Johnson is slated to play in this third game. Um fingers crossed he actually plays so we've had a little bit a few more looks at some wide receivers maybe we wouldn't have for prior to but what's interesting about you know golden tate is his percentage so he's actually gone up from 50s in 2010 to now he's in like the 60s i want to say what is he at now um so he's getting better and better each year and this is when he's been on a more of a subpar team so now he's with matthew stafford he's in a better offense i think it's going to work better for him so I like him a lot. Chris Durham also looked really good. He had some good, he had that awesome catch in the end zone. Did you guys see that? He was like leaping mm-hmm. hand grab. It was awesome. So I like him a lot as well. And uh, I mean, Reggie and Joyke are kind of, you could take either one of them. They're so, and our rankings are right near each other. Some people have, you know, Joyke a little bit more spread out from Bush, but I like them both equally. So I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of them all. Um, I don't have any sleepers because, again, you're just playing the whole team. Except for the tight ends. I have them all benched. I literally just said any and all tight ends on this team. Don't even go there. Just They have more depth in tight ends than they do in wide receivers. It's amazing. But they don't really use their tight no. ends all that much. No. You know, so there's like, there's literally know. no point in drafting them. I'm telling you, you're going to look at this and be like, Lions are a crazy offensive team. They are, but they aren't for tight ends. So please do not be tempted to go that route. Um, stick more to your receivers. This is more you know of a, this is a receiving this? team more than a running team. I love this is our dress rehearsal because this is where we got to at the end of last year where all of us said, don't play this team tight ends. And I think I did the same write-up for like three of my teams. Yeah. Yeah. Where I was like, I love everyone, but don't play a tight end. Don't. Don't do it. Ryan Broyles was the other wide receiver that I liked. So, Durham, Broyles, Golden Tate. Uh, Didn't he get hurt last year? Broyles? I remember him being big two years ago. What happened last year? Why wasn't he big last year? I don't know why he wasn't big last year. I'm becoming he's got, an old woman. He's got I potential. I can't remember these details. But I remember Broyles. No? <laughs> yeah, and I remember Broyles too, but... I think this would be a really important game to see who technically is going to 
kind of fill that number two slot. So I think they're all kind of vying for that time. I think Golden Gold takes the guy, but I think uh, we'll see it's an tater. interesting third. It's tater. What? Uh, I said it's Tater. Tater? That's what I'm calling him. Golden Tate. Tater. Oh. <laughs> like Tater Todd. Hello? Hello? What do you I'm mean not, hello? I'm I was not, not following. I'm not tater Todd. I don't know. I've don't never know. heard someone call him Tater. So I was like, Tater, what? Wait, what? It I, I don't mind it. It sounded right. It sounded right, I love right, Tater Tots, so I'm on board. But See? Uh, I, See? I, I like that. doesn't them. love Tater Tots? Uh, uh, I like it know, more than tater. I thought I would. You know, Tater. All right. Next matchup. <laughs> it's a New York minute. Ooh. I don't know. New York Giants at New York Jets. Do-do-do. All right. I'm, I'm going to go New on. York State of mind. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Um, Just keep going back and forth. I'm going to go into this little moment here. Victor Cruz said, there's no reason for great concern at this point because the Giants have been keeping things simple. To me, simple is catching a ball. Yes. But I don't know. I don't want to, like, judge here, be judgy, judgy. And I also said, mainly because we haven't shown a lot, Cruz said, via NJ.com. We haven't given a lot of plays, tipped our hands on a lot of things we're showing in practice. Oh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I know everybody doesn't show the whole playbook during preseason, but I'm Her- pretty sure catching a ball and having a completion is, is kind of, you know, part of football. I don't is know. he trying to play coy like they're bad plays because they don't want to show their hand? I mean, I'm I'm just quoting him. I'm just all the teams him. they could use some practice. They need to take yeah. these preseason games seriously. Mm-hmm. For that, mm-hmm. though. at the end, he just says, "We just have to do a better job of executing." Yeah, no bleep, like for <laughs> sure. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Obvious. Uh, whatever, Cruz. Victor I'm going... Cruz is the farthest thing from the problem with this team. True, true, but still funny. No, this but I just love that that's his response. To be an ambassador. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. No, it's, I mean it's it's. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Oakland doesn't want to show their hand either. Yeah, I mean if the Broncos aren't showing their hand, then... is that the, was that the issue with the Niners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Keeping things, keeping things to themselves. Keeping it I close like it. to the chest. All right, <laughs> sure. You're still, you know, I'm not dissing Victor Cruz's ability. He's he's drafting in the fourth round. That's fine. He's the number one wide receiver, and he's good to go. Um, I think he'll do a better job this year um, with this new West Coast offense, which also means one of my sleepers, Ruben Randall, who's drafted in. The 12th round. Um, I love him. I just love yeah. Ruben Randall. I don't know what it is about him, but I'm totally into him. It's my woman intuition thing going on with him. Maybe it's the Great Ruben name. name. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just love him. Rashad Jennings is a sure bet, so don't worry about him. Um, and then, I don't know, Brian, have you heard this um, Andre Williams, Rex Ryan thing going on? No, but I love uh, it So already. Andre Williams is like... <laughs> New York Giants are the real New York team. And so Rex Ryan tweets him back or whatever it was. See you Friday, Mr. Williams. Hashtag jet life with like three E's. It's just like, 
Oh, it just, it just, it just is so good. I just love Rex Ryan. This has nothing to do with the Giants, but you are my favorite. Uh, especially coming with Andre Williams, who's a backup, but whatever. It's fine. It's fun. Don't, don't, do not, do not draft Eli Manning. I don't get it. It's going in the 15th round. I don't what get happens? it. What like, happens? What happens? He is the 21st quarterback, like, I wouldn't. I would just wouldn't draft a backup quarterback. I know we say draft a backup quarterback, but if Eli Manning is your only option at this point, I would wait until one of the rookies becomes a starter and draft and you pick them up instead. You should draft Geno Smith. I'll get into that. But if if you have the choice between Geno Smith and Eli Manning, at least Geno Smith has some twenty point games under his belt. It's a perfect leeway to get into the Jets. I like it. Except for I want to just reemphasize that Rashad Jennings is amazing. Amazing. Sure bet. I, I love yeah. him. Love yeah, I think he is the, the bright light in, in the Giants' uh, playbook that we have yet to see, clearly. And then Andre Williams. Uh, another nice little light. I have to actually do an interview where, for some reason, I'm being interviewed about the New York Giants tomorrow on Razzball. And um, I'm nervous. So they do know your hatred. Friends. And right. <laughs> I live in New York. <laughs> and I live in New York. And actually, one of my coworkers was like, you do know where you are, right? And I was like, uh. <laughs> so hopefully I don't get run out of town. Um, but let me get run out of town about the Jets. So I typed in New York Jets sleepers into Google. And then when the results popped up, they asked me if I meant to type New York Jets slippers <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, that's amazing! So oh. I laughed about that for a minute. Uh, uh, Chris Johnson. Okay, listen. Uh, I'm not here to debate Chris Johnson's abilities. Do I think he'll ever be CJ2K again? No, I don't think so. That was a huge feat. And you know what? The highest rusher last year only had 1,607 yards. It was Sean McCoy, and he's amazing. So it was an amazing thing that he did. Uh, but what I can tell you is that the Jets want to use him a lot. And that's all I need to know. And he's going late enough, but that's enough for me. Absolutely. So, yeah. You can decide what you want to do for yourself. And that's fine. But that's what's going to happen. But her There's, fantasy football loves Chris Johnson. Can we just say it out loud? I we do love him. We, well, he can be frustrating. He's frustrating. For sure. 2012 Chris Johnson made me cry. Yeah. But 2013 yes. Chris Johnson was a nice surprise. It was happier. And yeah. 2014 Chris Johnson is going low enough where I'm like, yes, I will take you. Yep. Yep. And... Uh, first preseason game, four rushes for two yards. Not great, but it involved a touchdown. And then he had two receptions for 16 yards. So, okay, that's fine. Second preseason game, 10 rushes for 63 yards, two receptions for one yard. Fine. They're using him sparingly at the beginning. That's still more than most people that have played the total of the two games. So just, I don't hate him like other people. Use him sparingly. He's great. Uh, on the same note, Eric Decker. I don't understand the fear. Uh, he sat out the second preseason game against the Bengals um, but because due to a little minor injury. But he's fine. He's back at practice. Everything's fine. They're just being safe with him because they love him there. They love him there. 
But against Indianapolis, who's two for two for 12 yards, he's a starter. And if Geno Smith can continue to improve, Dakris can be better than his ADP. He's 76 overall, according to fantasypros.com. So he's going in the seventh round. The guy's had over 1,000 yards two seasons in a row. Okay, I'll take him. I'm getting him on a lot of leagues, actually, which is weird. But when he goes that low, I just can't help myself. Uh, speaking of, Gina Smith, hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I was about to it, say, that's what his wife says. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if you play in a two-quarterback league, you're going to love this guy. And you know what? Right now, so my whole problem, remember, I don't know if you listened to the last show, but if you did, his completion percentage was terrible last year. Right now, he's at 70% completion rate in the preseason. He's actually playing pretty decent. And last year, with a terrible completion rate, he still had five games over 20 fantasy points. Yeah. Not yeah. bad for a rookie. No. You guys, I, I just feel like if he can continue his completion rate, he's going to have some great games. And I think he's really got some potential. It's hard to say, but it's true. Okay, Daryl Richardson also. If Ivory can't stay healthy, we'll get into that. Richardson could be the guy and could be the actual handcuff. Jeremy Curley, deep leagues only. He was the number one receiver for the Jets last year with 523 yards and three touchdowns. Not good enough, but could be good enough on a good matchup week if you have a bye week problem. So just someone to target. He's not getting drafted in almost any leagues at all, yeah. but he's someone to just keep your eye on. And Clyde Gates is having a good preseason, actually. Um, he's 3 for 5 for 34 yards and a touchdown, but people really um, like him. It's a little weird. So just keep him on your radar. And the Jets' defense, they're great against the run. Dalton picked them apart, but Dalton maybe isn't so crappy after all. We'll get into him later. <laughs> but he's kind of cool. Uh, and then bench, <laughs> Michael Vick. Gino has the job. Stop it. That's the analysis. Um, Chris Ivory, can't stay healthy. Literally. Bruised ribs, first preseason game. Couldn't play the second. It's the same story. Don't. Jason Morrow and Zach, Sud Zach Sudfield, the tight ends. You don't draft any tight end from the Jets. You do call me, and I'll smack you upside the head. Don't do it. <laughs> That's my Jets analysis. Boom. Dress rehearsal. Boom. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. <laughs> We'll move on to the Oakland Raiders at the Green Bay Packers. This could be a close game. It's going to be close. Uh, uh, really close. I come over to my parents' house to record because I have two small children and I can't get away from their screaming and whatever, whatever. Um, and before I came down to record, my, our dad goes, is this going to be the first year where nobody drafts an Oakland Raider? It's very possible, Dad. It's very possible. Actually, there are, yeah. <laughs> there, it's true. Oh, it's that's true. funny, Dad. Yeah. That's totally oh, good Dad, analysis. Good one. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of true there's no starters. No. Um, not just for the Oakland Raiders, for your fantasy team. Um, sleepers, I guess. Maurice Jones-Drew is going a lot higher than Darren McFadden. We all know Darren McFadden is injury-prone. Maurice Jones-Drew might have a decent year. He's, it's not going to be the best, but it might actually not be bad. He's going 89, which means the eighth round. Um, but if he's still available, even lower than that, I, I would be okay getting him as my third running back, fourth running back scenario. 
James Jones, I guess, is kind of a sleeper if you're going to get a wide receiver off the Oakland Raiders. He's the one. Um, but I don't know if he's really having great chemistry with Oakland Raiders coaches or not. It's kind of a weird situation. Uh, that's all I have to say about the Raiders. I yeah. don't, don't want to bore you with them. We only need to spend a lot of time on them. In general, I think we just spent too much batch. time on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I Really, I just wanted to hear my own voice because that was basically my only moment. There we go. Moving on to a good team. The Packers. Quick question, though, not to like belabor the point. What about their defense? No, no. Okay. Well, no. This is I my tried. feeling about their defense. They're going against the Broncos twice. They're going about, uh, you know, against the Chargers twice. The Chiefs twice. I mean, those teams are great offensive teams. Okay. Now you're going to go against really good defensive teams. San Francisco. You know, Seattle. It just, to me, they are building themselves to maybe be decent. Not this year. This year, they'll be maybe better than last, but not not great. No. Carney's okay. saying just don't draft a Raider. That's what she's saying. No. Okay. I, I just thought we could give them a chance. And I think we did. So that no one that. can complain to us on Twitter. We talked about him. Yes, we did. We did a great job. Uh, good paid for that. <laughs> Green Bay Packers, on their hand, just a stud farm. It's weird. God. Right? It's a serious, <laughs> love serious fantasy football orgy going on in, in the cheese country. It's like, it, they're like the Chippendales of fantasy football. Oh. They just keep the coming Chippendales. out shirtless. I like that. Yeah, it's weird. I love it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, I actually typed out the sentence, stud muffins start here. I don't know yeah. what it means, but it's where it, I guess that's what I felt at the it's time. It's true. He has an 84.6% completion rating, and what's really weird is that it actually doesn't go down much during regular season for him. So there's that. Uh, Tuesday at, at uh, camp or what have you, he played a little bit of wide receiver in practice, so he literally can do anything. It's a little bizarre. Uh, like like legitimately lead. or like yeah, just for like line up outside giggles. and he ran wide receiver routes. It must be the yoga. The it must yoga. be. And Olivia Munn. Yeah. Mm. Nothing's wrong with this guy's life. So <laughs> just a reminder, elite is elite. If you can't get the big three quarterbacks, I can understand you waiting. But if you're drafting someone like Giovanni Bernard above Aaron Rodgers, you you're need crazy. to check yourself. Check yourself. Check yourself. I know it's popular to wait on your quarterbacks, and I'm okay with that, but let's just, guys, elite. Um, Andy Lacey, great. He's like one minor step down from the ultimate stud status of our top four guys, but he's right there. Uh, also, I just want to let you know, he accounted for 47 of the 87 yards of the um, opening touchdown drive in the preseason game against the Rams. He's just doing it all by himself, even with Aaron Rodgers in there, which is great. Beast. Beast mode two? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's, uh, he's our bowling ball. That's what we call him. Yeah, he's amazing, draft early, and often. 
Jordy Nelson, he tweaked his hamstrings, so they were not pushing him in the preseason. That's fine. But supposedly during camp, he's been amazing. He is amazing. If he got over, he got 1,314 receiving yards and eight touchdowns while Aaron Rodgers was out for seven games. It's a minor miracle. He's stud. <laughs> Don't let that baby face fool you, people. Don't let it. He's good. Uh, he's good. He's twenty-nine. He's, he, he's got age appropriate. He's got a baby face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb. So there was some That's odd reports from camp. <laughs> there was some odd reports at camp that he was uh, not looking great. But he's obviously a key player. Just hope for health. He's three for three for 34 yards and a touchdown. Looks good to me. We're done. Uh, sleepers. James Starks. Looks great in the preseason. The ultimate handcuff. If ever anything happens to Eddie Lacy, he is a must-start, plug-in, amazing player. Yeah. I would draft him before I would draft D'Angelo Williams or some sort of, like, middling running back that I would never play. Certainly before Jonathan Stewart. But this is where <laughs> no. you kind of have to strategize. Like, do you want to handcuff? We never draft Jonathan Stewart. Never. <laughs> but, you know, do you want to have a handcuff or do you want to have a guy that's, like, kind of safe-ish? And I feel like handcuffs maybe are the way to go. Even if you don't draft Eddie Lacy, if something were to happen, you could trade him to the guy who drafted Eddie Lacy. Right. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Or you can play him yourself because you bombed on someone. But Stark still gets touches, though. So it's not like he's a pure handcuff where he never gets in the game. Like, he still gets in the game. Absolutely. There are two guys vying for the number three wide receiver spot, and that person's valuable, especially especially in um, deep leagues, and that would be Jarek Boykin and Devontae Adams. And they're really kind of neck and neck. Four for three for 21 yards, five for seven for 52 yards. Keep your eye out on it. That's something you need to watch in game three. Who's going to be the number three guy? Because Aaron Rodgers does use his number three wide receiver, and he uses them often. It seems like Boykin might have a little bit of an edge, but some people have been talking about this Devontae Adams guy. In fact, in the draft that I just did on Monday night, someone drafted both of them and literally is just going to drop someone this week. I found Hmm. that fascinating. It's like, hmm, deep strategy. Uh, Don't. Uh, there's been a little bit of talk about Jeff Janis as a wide receiver. He's got some buzz. He's only draftable if you're in a 16 team, way deep, crazy league. Otherwise, no. One for one for 34 yards and a touchdown. That's nice, but it's one pass. So let's just <laughs> preseason, stop for fourth a quarter. It's fine. Right. Let's just stop. <laughs> and then do not draft a tight end from this team. I'm. I wasn't stealing. I wrote this on my own. Literally, they're all bad. Stop it. You know, there's just some amazing offenses that just don't use their tight ends. And that's okay. Not everybody has Julius and Rob Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham as their offense, you know. So you just need to, like, overlook the fast. Oh, he's the number one tight end on a team. That doesn't mean mean anything. So is Kobe Fleener, people. True story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I made the mistake of leaning on that guy. He had a key, but last year he had like three really good games, and then it was just like, well, we'll see. No, Chicago, no production. We'll see who's gonna pull out the start. Oh gosh, starters, Brandon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This one's gonna be a long one. Chicago Bears at Seattle Seahawks. I'm gonna plug through this because if you've ever listened to the show, you are aware the Chicago Bears and I have a really Lovers. dirty relationship. That's her home team. I, if I could live in Mark <laughs> Tressman's world, I would. 
I love him. I love everything about this team, and so should you. What I will tell you very quickly, because I'm not going to waste my time. You know to draft them as quickly as possible. But I will tell you, Jay Cutler is rocking the preseason. 72.7% completion rate, 16 completions for 160 yards and two touchdowns. He throws the ball to Brandon Marshall, Elshon Jeffrey, Matt Forte, Martellus Bennett. The floor for the potential, like the worst he can do, is so high, you must draft him. And I literally tweeted out today, I was like, listen, I'm done. I am bumping up Andy Dalton, Philip Rivers, and Jay Cutler because I'm done pretending that I don't think that they're badasses. And I stand by that. I stand by it. Stand by it. moving it up. It's crazy town what's going on over there. Matt Forte, whatever. You know I love him. He's not really doing much in this preseason because he doesn't have to. He's the <laughs> one guy that they need to save because he's actually had too many touches last year. They need to make sure that he's okay. What I will say is that to watch in game three... Um, so everyone thought this Kadeem Carey guy was definitely his handcuff. Ends up it might be Sean Drawn. Do you remember this guy? No. He's kind of always been the like backup of the century. But anyway, he's having a really great preseason. So uh, keep your eye open as to who plays behind Matt Forte. That guy is a, an important fantasy player. Uh, I will say, so let me just tell you what's going on here. Brandon Marshall... Had eight targets, six catches for 35 yards and a touchdown. Alshon Jeffrey had three targets for three catches for 40 yards. That's the ratio you're going to have to get used to. Alshon Jeffrey will get half the amount of targets, but less than half, actually. Yeah. Half the amount of catches, but the same amount or more yards. And if there's a touchdown, he's going to go for Brandon Marshall. So just understand, that's how it works. You're still going to love having Alshon Jeffrey, but let's not pretend they're close to the same guy. They're just not. They're just not. Brandon Marshall is the main guy. Alshon Jeffrey is the number two guy. And that's cool. That's cool. It's the way it is. You're going to be happy with either of them. But I just wanted to point that out just so we all accept it. Sleepers. Martellus Bennett. We don't have him in, his top, in the top ten because, frankly... I don't know. As long as he doesn't, like, pick up cornerbacks and throw them into the ground like he did in practice, he'll be fine. He's in Mark Trestman offense. He's going to be worth something. Um, bench. The Bears did one thing I don't agree with. They signed Santonio Holmes. So that. Don't ever draft Santonio Holmes, in case you're wondering if there was ever any debate. So, don't do that. And also, their defense is still a problem. Um, they kind of got carved up by the Jaguars. Now, the Jaguars are better than we thought they were. But um, it's a little troublesome. So, that happened. Seattle. Okay. Uh, I just want to make a quick note here. Marshawn Lynch did not have any assault charges. So... That's a non-existent story. Wipe it from your memory. It never happened. It's very... It, actually, there are no details on it. It's a very weird thing. Um, but anyway, uh, he's barely playing the preseason, but he's a stud. Keep it. Seattle defense. Keep it. Russell Wilson. He's actually looking the best he's ever looked, you guys. Can I get a what-what? What-what? You will not get a what-what from me. 
<laughs> you know I dislike him so much. I was afraid you guys had like tapped out. You guys were like, I don't know, she's talking about her bears. We're done. So I, I wanted to get a what what. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he's 15. it's. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I hear you. He's 15 for 19 for 78.9 uh, completion rate. So that's good. It's for 158 yards. You know, that's okay. But anyway, here's what I don't like. In the few snaps that he's had, he's been sacked three times. Oof. Out of all of the actual declared starters in the league, only Eli Manning and Alex Smith have been sacked for the same amount of times. So, or more. Concerning. Actually, it was the same. It was three. But I don't like that. So their, their line is a problem. Uh, Robert Turbin is the handcuff. I like him. He's averaging 5.4 yards per carry. That's great. So, um, I'm into him. I think he's going to be the handcuff of a Christian Michael, but that's something to watch. And Doug Baldwin is someone you don't even have to draft because he keeps just staying on the waiver wires. So, hey. And finally, Percy Harvin is down to where I might draft him. It's 57 overall. I don't even know. I'd wait longer than that, actually. Yeah. Mm. But he's in the sleepers for me because that's where he should be. He's four for five for 31 yards. That's not good enough. Yes, there have been no receiving touchdowns in Seattle in the preseason. I'm not surprised. All tight ends. There's a theme. I'm sorry. (laughs) When when you have Zach Miller and Luke Wilson and there's this, like, no leader, it's just... Yeah. It's okay. Those are my two teams. Boom. Dallas Cowboys at Miami She's Dolphins. On to the Bucks. Shazam. Cowboys. Um, you know, Des Bryant. Guys. Hey, who's a husband? So, You've been I only have him. one starter. I think I'm going to bump on him this up. team. Huh? Bump, bump who up? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I cut it. My, my internet is going in and out. I apologize. I, I had moved on to the Dallas Cowboys at Miami Dolphins. Are we there? Uh, I believe we're at the Bucks and the Bills. Oh, I'm sorry. Bucks and the Bills. I yeah. just went right past them. Sorry, Ashley. Yeah, no. I understand you why. You it's might not, be tempted to do that. It's yeah. not going to be a super exciting game. I get why you completely wanted to just skip over it. But I'll be quick. Back. I'll be quick with the Bucks. I'll be quick. So, again, my only starter is Vincent Jackson. His ADP is 11. Um, that's about where he should be. And he's by far and away their top receiver. And he scored a touchdown last week, which is always a good sign that he's still going to be the workhorse in the air. So I like him a lot. Um, Mike Evans is someone I have in a sleeper category. I I like him. Um, He's kind of vying for that two to three wide receiver position right now. So keep your eye on him. I think he's going to have more value. Um, Mid-season? Because, I mean, he's a yeah. rookie. So, I mean, I think he's not as valuable right now, but I think he could have some really great value towards the end of the season. So I would keep an eye on him for that role. He's not going to be someone stepping in right now for the first few games. It's just not going to happen for you. Josh McCown's looking pretty good as well. Um, he's a real leader on the team. But what I want to get to right now is Doug Martin. Ugh. I have him on the bench, which I know is weird because his ADP is 12 and, he, and he's a top running back. And the only reason I'm going to say he's on the bench is you still have to draft this guy, but he's such a slow starter. Like, crazy slow. And he had six rushes for only 24 yards last week. That's Uh, four yards per carry. It's not awful. It's not great. And they just lost Charles Sims. And so 
What's interesting is that Bobby Rainey I have in the sleeper category, again, for more later round value, because I think they're going to use him a bit. And if Doug Martin isn't able to kind of step up the game, I mean, he looks, he looks good. I'll say that. Like, he's looking better. He's looking healthy. He's looking strong. But uh, I'm just nervous. Their I'm, offensive line is not good. No one's not talking good. about it. But Josh McCown's been sacked numerous times. It's not good. It's not good. So I'm just, I guess I'm just nervous that he's not producing in the beginning part here. So I, yeah. I like the idea of Bobby Rainey again in case he gets hurt. Um, and Bobby Rainey is like out, like completely the second to, you know, position right now because Charleston's was out. They were kind of, kind of going back and forth between like who was actually the backup. It's Bobby Rainey. Don't even think twice about it. He is the handcuff. He is the backup. And he plays too a little bit. So he doesn't. You don't have to wait for Doug Martin to get hurt for Bobby Rain to play. Like, he'll play here and there. So, I like him as well. It's an interesting team. The team makes me very nervous. So, we'll, but we'll end with that. I'm nervous for the Bucks. 2014 Super Bowl champs. Now I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I think I'm switching to Jacksonville for that now. <laughs> Jacksonville, okay. You guys, yeah. I really like Jacksonville. If Blake Bortles can get the... I, I'm talking crazy now. It's late. But I yeah, know. yeah. I mean, they will actually the um, Super Bowl, but they're like our crazy team, the Browns of last crazy. year. Crazy, yeah, the, the yeah. Browns of last year. Um, the Bills. So I actually started my write-up with, I think we may need to take a pause on the Bills. There are some red flags here. Bright red. Uh, so starters, none. I put none. Mm-hmm. I said, Ooh. I think C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson have some potential, but so let me just give you something here. Fred Jackson got more snaps... 26 to 12 and more touches 13 to 6 than CJ Spiller. Also, Jackson got all the third down and red zone work in two games in a row, three games in a row, I'm sorry, they actually have the um, Hall of Fame game as well. And then frankly, I mean, I'm down on Spiller and up on Jackson. I mean, you can get Jackson, he's going right now on, at 87 ADP, whereas Spiller's going 36. This is crazy. Yeah. This is scary. So, just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. Sleepers. It's not really a sleeper. I'm putting, you know, Sammy Watkins there because I think he should be a sleeper, but instead he's getting drafted too high. So, it's unfortunate, but that's where I would put him. He's three for six on 21 yards. And in the second preseason, he got a minor rib contrusion. Mm. Uh, but he's already back at practice. He should be fine. Uh, they'll use him. They will use him a lot. But here's the problem, people. EJ Manuel. Ouch. 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 The problem is the whole team is being held hostage by EJ Manuel. Right. You know, like, if he's not good, no one else can be good. They, they just can't. So until I see some product, he has a 59.6% completion percentage. So, or, yeah, I said percentage twice. But you know what I mean. It's that bad. And he hasn't thrown so, for a touchdown. No. No. It's concerning. He's taken the most dropbacks out of any other quarterback in the entire league. 50 in the whole preseason. And yet he only has completed 28 passes for 263 uh, yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception. So until he gets it together, I'm having a tough time assessing the rest of the team. And frankly, I love Robert Woods, 
Analysts love Robert Woods. Stats love Robert Woods. But the Bills hate Robert Woods. And I don't know <laughs> what it is, but they won't start the guy. They continue to kind of bring him down. I don't understand. So until they respect him, I can't put him on my team. And I took him in some early drafts because he kept just being awesome. He's the best wide receiver in the preseason right now. He's completed 11 of his 18 targets, and you know this guy's throwing his, the ball all wonky town, right? For 129 yards and one touchdown. But they hate him, and I don't understand it. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. We love the Bells. And love we the love bells. our rants. We rant a lot. <laughs> and it makes us fun, right? Yay. Yay. Mm-hmm. It's not a rant. EJ Manuel is a problem. <laughs> it's... He is a problem. He is. I don't disagree. He's a problem. And so is the Dallas defense. So, hey, Dolphins, let's see what you got this week. Maybe not a lot, Should but be it's exciting. Thank you, Brandon. Brandon has put on her Dallas Cowboy sunglasses. She was in the Star City this weekend, and uh, this last weekend she's got some bling, some Cowboys yeah, she bling. Does. She's she's drafting Des Bryant with her first pick overall. That's what's happening. Please, boom. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> you know, for me, I love. Des, DeMarco, they're going first and second rounds. They're great. They're fabulous. You're drafting them. Tony Romo, he's at 84 ADP. You know, you can get him so late, and I think he has a great, you know, that's a great way to get him in the eighth, ninth round. Love it. Um, Jason Witten is their tight end. He's fine. He's not going to give you huge numbers probably this year, but he's good. And guess what? Dallas has got to air it out. It's just what they're going to have to do because their defense is so bad. There's going to be a lot of points scored on them. So, as per usual, Tony Romo's going to be throwing the ball, which kind of makes me a little bit more worried about Murray, but he does receive the ball, so hopefully it won't be an issue. He's been getting a lot of touches this uh, pre I guess just to say last game. It's the first time that the three of them have played together. So, um, my sleeper, although he's not much of a sleeper, is Terrence Williams. He's going in the ninth, tenth round. And, you know, he's the number two wide receiver on the Cowboys. Again, they're an air-the-ball-out air the team. So that's not that bad. I don't mind him on my squad. I'd take him. Lance Dunmar is going to be your handcuff to DeMarco Murray. I wouldn't do that. I don't suggest anybody doing that. Oh, uh, really? I love Lance Dunbar. I do, but I think he's going to be on the waiver wire. I mean, unless you're in a deep league, then I do suggest getting him. But I, I, I fear that if Murray goes down, they're just going to be going, airing the ball out, and Dunbar is not going to see as many points as Murray's going to get. So that's my feeling on that. And as I said, bench Dallas's defense. They're god-awful. They're only getting worse. <laughs> This preseason, so um, yeah, I put Dallas defense ADP NA last. Don't do it. Just don't do it. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> well, the Dolphins aren't much better. Let's be uh, serious. What? Marino's not amazing. Well, I'll get to, I'll get to Marino. Mm. I will get to him. But for starters, I, I literally wrote down in my notes. You're kidding, right? <laughs> 
It's true. There's like absolutely no one that you would start from the Dolphins. Sleepers have got Charles Clay, Brian Hartline, Mike Wallace, Ryan Tannehill. Um, the roster. Mm. Here's here's the thing with Tannehill. So he went nine for fourteen for 110 yards last game. His ADP is 23 quarterbacks, and he's not a bad second pick. I mean, you would be literally crazy to take Tannehill as your starting quarterback. I mean, that's like purposely trying to lose a league, which I have heard of some leagues, actually, where the point is to get the fewest points possible. Have you heard of these leagues? Yeah, I, I actually want to play in a bad I'm in, quarterback I'm intrigued. League. I'm intrigued where you literally try to pick uh, the worst people possible. Uh, he's 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 close. He's close there. But the problem is he's a boomer bust. So with the right matchup, which could be a case with like Dallas, he can perform. But you yeah. have to really. He's such a matchup guy, that that's what makes him in a sleeper category. So again, he's not the guy you're drafting first. Look at the bye weeks for if you are drafting Tannehill as your second quarterback, and make sure that what game he'd be playing based on that bye week is a good matchup for him. Otherwise, he's a completely useless pickup for you. So check your buys with Tan Hill. Mike Wallace slash Brian Hartline. So they're the first, they're the starting wide receivers, right? But what's interesting is Wallace was targeted three times and was not even able to catch a ball last game. He didn't catch a single ball, which is not, I know, surprising to most people. If you've ever had either of these guys, they're extremely frustrating to be on your fantasy team. (laughs) That's an understatement. But interestingly enough, Richard Matthews, Brandon Gibson, you know, Jarvis Landry and Damian Williams all had much better performances. And these are the guys that are kind of vying for the number two, two and three spots here. And, you know, Williams had three receptions for 46 yards. Matthews had three receptions for 43 yards. Gibson had two catches for 28. And the starters aren't even catching balls. I just, I, I don't get it. But something to think about is that they're just, you know, just don't go there. Just, it, or get them really late really late like Heartland's 56 you know okay get him in like that eighth ninth round you can feel okay about it being on your bench but these are not your starting guys just because they're starters on the Dolphins does not make them a starter on your fantasy team but now we'll get to my rant because we're talking Lamar Miller and Sean Moreno here so Sean hasn't played yet right Sean has not played he did come to practice though so he's practicing which is good (laughs) He's been seen. He's been seen there. It's funny. He's like, yeah, I've just been kind of chilling with Pouncey. We've just been kind of, you know, doing stuff. I'm like, oh, at least you're hanging out with a teammate. But I'd Has like he to see been you drug tested recently? He is not, mm. to my knowledge. But <laughs> the whole Dolphins need help with rushing. Again, terrible offensive line. They had negative five rushing, rushing yards in total last week. Negative five. And Lamar Miller had three carries. For guess how many yards, guys? Three. Three Woo! yards on three carries. We are averaging one yard a carry. And I it's actually a really saw... really offensive line. So I had Googled, like, I was Googling Lamar Miller. And I actually saw somebody say, Lamar Miller is such a great flyer pick. And I'm like, are you joking? You're kidding, right? <laughs> Lamar Miller should not be a remotely a flyer for you. I want to be no. say that right now. No. And in fact, they're even saying that there's a really good chance, that, which I've been saying since forever now, that Sean will be the starting back rather quickly in the games here. I mean, he's just got more upside than Lamar Miller. I'm not saying that he's, like, fantastic. 
but he's way better than Lamar Miller. So do not pick Lamar Miller up and think that he's going to be the starting running back the whole season or think you're going to get anything productive out of them. You're going to get one yard per carry. Enjoy. Have fun with him because I'm not going to waste my time on it. Agreed. Done. Rant over. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. So we, we're benching them. Thank you. Benched. We are. Benched. Both are benched. Tennessee Titans and Atlanta Falcons. Ashley. Again, a really boring matchup, huh, guys? It's uh, really good. Uh, really good. quick. <laughs> so uh, this one's going to be really, really quick. So I've got Delaney Walker on the bench. Um, Locker just really hasn't been throwing the ball his way much, so I just I don't really love I don't love him as much as I was hoping I would love Delaney Walker. Uh, he's just not going to be incorporated into the plays as much as he should. Jake Locker, though, is kind of an interesting little sleeper pick, potentially. Again, yeah. a, mat- a matchup guy. He's playing pretty well. He had two touchdown passes to Justin Hunter in last week's game against the Saints. Kendall Wright is another person that I have on my starting list. I've got Kendall Wright and Justin Hunter. Um, so I feel good about both of those guys. And Jake Locker would be another good second person to pick. Again, he's not a starter um, because there's just too many better quarterback options out there. But he's someone to consider for your second quarterback. So that's all I'm going to spend on the Titans because, again, they're kind of an Oakland a waste of time. Falcons, our starters, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Julio! Roddy White. Julio! Love him. Um Julio's looking good. Roddy White's being used. There's no surprise there. Harry Douglas hasn't been used as much. He's one of my sleepers, but I think he will be used a bit more in the actual season. And I have Devin Hester as well, which I'm not sure people even are really aware that he's on the Falcons now. But he is the return guy, and he is the number four wide receiver. So what I want you to think about with him is look at your settings, because Devin Hester is historically, like, will probably go in the Hall of Fame as one of the best returners in the game of all time. So, so if you have a league where that wide receiver does get points for returns, that skyrockets his value infinitely. So look at your settings. If you are one of those people, do consider Devin Hester because he is their return guy right now. So this isn't a team where they like really switch up who's doing the returns. He's their guy, and he's good. And he's going to be at least good for one touchdown run back at best this year. Guarantee it. So think about him as a, as a sleeper. On my bench is going to tie in. So my last labor is going to be Devontae Freeman. It's going to tie into my bench because on my bench is Steven Jackson. Um, oh. <laughs> I know Courtney Sad. loves him. But it's just, I mean, he's still out with a hamstring injury. He's allegedly supposed to be ready by the season opener. But he's he's injury prone. He's older. He didn't do well last year. He and Jack was Rogers both like were like below thirty for total fantasy point value last year out of all the running backs. I mean they weren't even like a top three back in their starters. But Devontae Freeman scored a touchdown, which is good. He's looking pretty decent and he, you know, may actually get some looks. Um especially in a, in a receiving fashion. So to me, I mean, you're not drafting him high. You could get him incredibly low. Um, his ADP was 47 out of all the running backs. So you know, if you get him low, feel okay about it. Don't, don't think you're going to play him as in, in any sort of flex or into a running back position. But he's got, he's got some spark. Some, he's the only spark for me on the running team there. So it's, it's a rough, rough situation with the running. Because, again, the offensive line is just kind of subpar for the Falcons. So... Boom. 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 Washington Redskins at Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> uh. I'm just going to keep talking. Um, 
you know it's bad when the Redskins looked good last week. Oh! Right? They looked good, because so Cleveland made them look good. But with that said, I actually, I, I'm liking the Redskins. I'm liking them. My starters, there's actually a lot of starters for this team for me. Pierre Garçon. Love him. Deshaun Jackson. Boom, look, sure. Looking good. Alfred Morris did have a fumble, but I think that was probably more RG3's fault than Alfred Morris's fault. It was a weird really? handoff. It was like a weird, like, <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> That's uh, Everybody's uh, like, no. Yeah. But, so I, I like Alfred. He gets a lot of touches. I like him a lot. They do absolutely need to actually factor him in to a receiving a bit more. Like, the guy, like, doesn't catch any balls ever. It's really odd. It's really weird. Because I feel like every That's back right. now, to some sense, is used as a receiver in a lot of packages. And they just don't do that with Alfred Morris. And they yeah. need to. They really, really need to. I've got Robert Griffin as a starter. Boom. Um, Boom. His ADP is eight. Um, but he's looking better, and I think he's a guy that um, won't be fantastic out of the gate, but I think probably by game week week three or four, he'll be a bit more into a groove. This is my feeling with him, is that he has all the weapons in the world to have a great year this year. And if he doesn't, Kirk Cousins, people, no. it's real. <laughs> it's like Courtney has this weird love for Kirk Cousins. I find very funny. But RG3, he actually looked pretty good. Like, he was throwing some good passes last week. I he looked sloppy. I thought he looked sloppy. And, he like, his, like, slop. faux slides. Well, he's I mean, so let's, let's... He's the worst. Let's compare... Well, he's not used to sliding. He's one of those guys who just, like, run into it, and he can't do that anywhere until you get hurt. Right. But they were using Jordan Reed quite a bit as well, so I liked seeing that. I have yeah. Jordan Reed as a must-start tight end because we basically tell you every team not to start anyone that's a tight end, so you have to start someone. So might as well be Jordan Reed, right? If I guess, If you've yeah. got a low pick. I like him. Uh, my sleepers are Andre Roberts and Ryan Grant. So I'm really happy to see they're actually using Andre Roberts. That he had like a really great deep ball catch. He looked great, and Ryan Grant had a lot of action as well. So uh, Ryan Grant's like not even getting drafted at all. So you probably can just pick him up off the waivers. But what I want to tell you is to keep an eye on him and Andre Roberts. Andre Roberts, I think, will end up going. Um, so you're gonna have to draft him, but you can draft him low. We're talking like tenth, twelfth round, probably. So, but keep an eye on him. And I don't have anybody on the bench, actually, other than their defense. Their defense is pretty poor. But the rest are, you know, you're good to go. Good to go. Good to go. Good. I like it. The Ravens. Torrey Smith going in the sixth round. I'll take it. If that's where he's going, why not? And maybe sometimes in the seventh and eighth round. Okay. He looks good this preseason. Flacco looks decent throwing the ball to him, so... I'm usually down on the, the Ravens, but I'm okay with this. Ray Rice, not drafting him. Moving on. Dennis Pitta. Now, people love him. That's great. And that's fine. Whatever. It just, it's hard. I'm not, I'm not convinced. But if you're not afraid, then do it. Because, again, tight ends are very hard to come by. So, Pitta it up. Pitta it up. Uh, I don't like talking about kickers, but Justin Tucker, great name, great kicker. Just do it. 
My sleepers, Bernard Pierce. You guys, it is a race for starting running back, supposedly. And Interesting. Ray Rice isn't necessarily going to be the starter. Now, obviously, Bernard Pierce is going to start the first two games because Ray Rice got some BS suspension. So he should have been starting for 12 games, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So supposedly there's a competition going on for starting running back, and I like it. I'm into it. Go Pierce. Pierce. He looks good. He does look good. And I really good. I do want to point out that there are some leagues taking a stance where people won't, they all agree before the draft even happens to not draft Ray Rice. I'm in yeah. two leagues. And that. I think that's something that if you guys want to consider, just throwing it out there, that people are doing it. So Actually, I, we threw it out I there like last the week, idea. but I appreciate you trying to take the credit for it. Ray Rice, you're going down. <laughs> say, uh, I'm taking the credit for it. I'd say people are doing it. <laughs> wasn't my uh, idea. Bench, although I'm starting to turn around, is Joe Flacco. He's going to be better this year. I'm just, I mean, I don't know. I'm in a two-quarterback league, and I got um, uh, Andrew Luck as my first one. My second one was Joe Flacco, and my third one was Jake Locker, and I felt pretty good about that. I, was I like, would I feel good about that, too. For matchups. I was like, I think these two guys actually have decent chances of being decent. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I used decent twice on purpose. Yeah. Hey. Total mediocrity, but that's better <laughs> than bad. So I'm, 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 I'm really excited to watch this Pierce first two games of the season, I really hope that he is amazing. Um, so there's my heart. My heart's with Pierce. So there we go. We'll move on from the Ravens. New Orleans Saints to the Indianapolis Colts. Great. This is actually really easy. Uh, Drew Brees, stud muffin. Stop it. Just do it. Uh, he had an oblique injury. He's fine. He's back at practice. Okay, it's fine. Jimmy Graham. Uh, he's great. The only interesting thing of note is that he keeps dunking on the goalposts in protest, but supposedly he'll stop doing it in week one. But Sean Payton's getting really ticked. So it's actually And he kind of should get ticked. <laughs> but the good news is that he keeps scoring touchdowns, so draft accordingly. Uh, sleepers, Brandon Cooks. Not bad, people. Not great either. <laughs> Six for 12, that's 50%. But it is for 71 yards and a touchdown. He's rookie, he's learning. But he has double the amount of targets than any other receiver on the team, including Colston, who only has three targets. So that's something to think about. PPR only, Pierre Thomas. He hasn't rushed at all during the preseason, but he is three for three on passes for 27 yards. I don't feel comfortable drafting him at all, but if you are going to draft him, it's only PPR, only if you're desperate, break glass if dying. Um, (laughs) Bench. I literally don't like anyone else in this team. Literally. Um, Kiri Robinson and Mark Ingram are supposedly splitting whatever. I, guys, I can't draft Mark Ingram. And Kerry Robinson's a rookie. I'm sure he's fine, but I just can't with him either. It's very difficult to draft any of these people. And Marcus Colson only has, um, you know, two completions for 10 yards. I need to see more in game three before I can put him anywhere other than on the bench. Boom. I like it. <laughs> That's good. 
Um, it's kind of a similar situation with the Colts, where uh, I feel like Trent Richardson's on my bench. We're having a messy divorce. He is Ugh. really bad, right? He's I mean, really bad. bad. He yeah. is averaging 2.4 yards per carry this preseason, which I'm is even surprised. which is even lower than his average from last year, which was 2.9. Which is also really bad. So So this could be the same replay of 2013. Just throwing that out there. Who you are going to start is Andrew Luck. Duh. Husband. Love him. Uh, He really is borderline husband, isn't he? He is my husband. He is a husband. I want him. I love him. I I just feel really good about his everything that he has going on. Including the pickup of Hakeem Nix this year. He's going in the 13th round, 14th round. Uh, I, I want him to call my number. I want to have a relationship with him. I want it to be serious. I'm into it. It changes up the whole dynamic of the Colts. I'm into it. T.Y. Hilton, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne might be 35 years old. That's crazy. I can't believe we're talking. Like, he's getting drafted in the eighth round, and he's 35 years old. But he's good. Yeah. He's just good, guys. He just is good. Love it. Easy schedule. It's going to be fabulous. Again, tight ends. We're going to stay away from the Colts tight ends. Shocking. Shocking. St. Louis Rams at the Cleveland Browns. So selfishly, I'm going to make this Rams analysis incredibly short because I'm just so excited to get to the Browns. But I don't even cover the team, but I just, you know. Zach Stacy, he's he's a given. You absolutely have to draft draft Zach Stacy. He's a starter. He is a husband, a boyfriend, if you will, whatever. Either way, you're playing him. Bench. I'm benching Jared Cook. Always, always. There's just some players you should never draft, and Jared Cook is one of them. But interesting enough, so Jared Cook is the starting tight end. But on my sleepers, I have a guy named Lance Kendricks. Who is the backup tight end? He had better stats than Cook. Better most stats. Most of the time last year. Yes, yeah. and last year he was even kind of a little bit iffy, but he had 11-yard touchdown pass the last game. He and Bradford were connecting really well. Bradford had a good game. He went 9 for 12 for 101 yards and a touchdown. Um, and Bradford, he's looking he's looking pretty good. And Bradford actually, so he's, he's going pretty low. And you can get really great value for him because his issue is he's been a little bit injury prone. But if he could stay healthy, he has a potential to probably fall in that, like, maybe even top 12 quarterback range. I'm not going to say top 10. I won't go that far. But I think he could be, like, a top 12 quarterback, which would make him a really, really valuable second quarterback, especially if you're in a league where you can play quarterbacks in a flex or if you're in a situation where you're a two-quarterback league or whatnot. I like Bradford a lot. But Kendricks, I think might they might actually use him a bit more, and I wouldn't be surprised if he surpassed Jared Cook by midseason. He's, he's just a more dynamic player. He's got much more upside than Jared Cook. You're always going to be disappointed with Jared Cook, so just don't, don't, don't go there. Agreed. Now let's get to the Browns. Okay, well, we're going to talk about the fact that the Browns finally, officially, again, claim <laughs> that Hoyer is the starter of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> You guys, like, this is, like, I'm sorry, a month ago uh, we were talking about how the Browns have already declared their starter. I don't understand what we're talking about. Ends up they had to do it again. That's what happened. And after, of course, Benzel decided to flip off the Washington Redskins and on their sideline, 
And supposedly the thing that set them off was that they, one guy said, or that multiple guys said that this isn't college anymore, they're faster than you, which I'm like, if you can't take that, then I just can't with you. I think it's interesting that you're fascinated about talking about the Browns. I have a difficult time talking about them because there's literally nothing coming out of that camp other than this Johnny Manziel. Manziel. But that's what's so interesting. I'm not so even sure the Josh Gordon stuff. I mean, that's what I'm more interested in. But what's been interesting is that a lot of people are confused as to why Josh Gordon's even playing. And I kind of have to agree that... I mean, part of preseason is getting into a flow of things, getting into the rhythm. And if you know you're not going to have Josh Gordon for at least the majority of the season, if not all of it, then he probably shouldn't be giving it quite as much playing time as you are. And I'm I'm intrigued again by the Manziel because he does. He flips somebody off. But I will say, because we seem to be a semi-Manziel-hating podcast. Um, I'm not going to say we aren't. I'm calling it realism, but okay. But... (laughs) <laughs> but Hoyer was not doing himself any favors. Like, he was not looking good in the preseason games. I no, would even agree terrible. that him and Manziel looked pretty evenly matched. And I could see the argument of then going with the younger guy because he just needs those reps for practice. But how can you start somebody who's flipping off other teams? This is supposed to be, you know, the leader of your team. He, he's showing such an incredible amount of immaturity. You know, I mean, this is this is Johnny football. This That, that is Johnny it's football right there. So until he can get that... I mean, he gave no other choice but to start Hoyer. I mean, like, he had a legitimate shot, and he literally gave the team no choice. So what I'll be intrigued is if they're really going to start Hoyer, and then, like, midway or a few games, and they'll switch it up to Manziel. I hope not, because they clearly showed problems with their offense because the snap counts are completely different. They're, you know, the way they actually run the line is different, and the entire offense is struggling because of it. They need to pick one and stick with it, and I hope they actually stick with Hoyer. I feel sad for the Browns. I just think they're just such a PR disaster. It's a nightmare. It's just kind of sad. I, and, you know, just... you don't even get to enjoy the other team that they're playing against because when the other team's offense is on the field, they're still talking about what Manziel's going to do when he gets back on the field. You know, and it's just like, it's always the Manziel football game. It's not, you know, and it's it's obnoxious. You know, people just, including us, we just need to get off of this. Let's just, like, move on. I will move say on. it was interesting. nothing to say about them at all, which, by the way, I actually cover <laughs> this team, and I, have, I literally did not do a write-up for them because, to me, there's nothing to say. Mm. Although, you should talk about... Jordan Cameron, because I'm a little nervous. I mean, he had some balls in his hands that he was dropping. Granny had some passes thrown behind him and whatnot, but his value might drop if if I don't see anything productive next week. I agree. I'd like to discuss, though, Ben Tate, because actually he's someone you should draft. He's the only person you should draft on this team. I want you to to hear that one more time. Ben Tate (laughs) is the only person you should draft on this team. There was some talk about Terrence West. He's fine. He's the handcuff. He's great, actually. But Ben Tate is the starting running back, and he looks great. And congratulations, Ben Tate. You are the only Cleveland Brown who got out of this alive. Congratulations. (laughs) Uh, The only other people is actually the Browns' defense. Browns' defense. Not messing around. By the way, um, I want Hayden to be my new best friend. And if he's not, I'm going to cry. So my sleeper is Terrence West, just because um, Ben Tate has yet to play a full season, literally. So that's something to think about. 
Um, and then literally everyone else is on the bench, and I'm saying including Jordan Cameron, who is zero for three. Why? Because the passes are heinous from both Menzel and Boyer. I, I'm literally going to take him out of the category that he's in and put him in the one below in our tiered rankings. Is Love that it. bad? It's that bad. Boom. It is that that's bad. It. That's it. That's all I have to say about the Browns. And you know what? Until I see something else, that's probably all I'm going to say all season. Yeah. It's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. News. I saw it. It's bad. Love it. It's bad. Minnesota Vikings, Kansas City Chiefs. The Vikings don't look that bad. They look great. They look Matt great. Matt Castle is the second highest rated quarterback behind Jay Cutler in the preseason. Matt Castle is? Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, he's great. He's great. And Teddy Bridgewater's pretty good, too. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see something exciting going on with the Vikings instead of just seeing AP. So, yay. Obviously, AP, you're going to draft him. Husband for life. He's great. Don't worry about him not playing preseason. He didn't last year. When they don't play, I feel more comfortable with them than when they do play and they get two catches for four yards, you know, or, you know, whatever. It's weird. So, I'm okay with that. Cordell Patterson, uh, you know, um, he looks good. You know, he seems like. He's going to be a good pick for the year. He's going kind of high for my liking, but, you know, he's the number one wide receiver, and they look good. They have a new offensive coordinator, and it's just an exciting team. So I'm okay with Patterson. He's a fun player. He's fun. Kyle Rudolph, he's my husband. I don't care what everybody else thinks. He's going to have a phenomenal year this year, and he, he's, a, he's a top tight end in my opinion. Boom. Um, under under sleepers, I do. I have the quarterbacks. You know, it's weird. Like, you don't know who's going to be the starter. Um, you know, for how long or what the deal is per se. But when they nail it down, it wouldn't be a bad pickup if your quarterback has a really off matchup and somebody else is on a bye. I like both of them. I like them. They're good. You know I love Castle, and Bridgewater's good, too. I'm just, I'm into them. I'm, I like them. I like them. And Bench, you know, pretty much everybody else. It's kind of how the Vikings go. They're good. They're better this year. Yay. I agree. They are. They're better. <laughs> the Chiefs. The so Chiefs. you're starting Jamar Charles, obviously. Um, the Kansas City defense looks good still. Everyone was kind of nervous about the D. The D still looks fantastic. I have Great. them as a starter. Um, my sleepers, Alex Smith, obviously. I'm going to talk about Alex Smith. Um, you know, he did pretty good. He went 14 of 22 with no interceptions. He got sacked a bunch. Uh, but the offensive line didn't look as horrific as I thought they might. Except they, the didn't, sacks. they didn't look good. Yeah, but... There were some plays that he actually had some decent protection. So, I mean, we'll see. Mm. Niles Davis, another sleeper of mine. I think he's going to get some play time. Dwayne Bowe I have in a sleeper category. He really should be considered like a maybe category. He had five catches for 62 yards, though, which is pretty decent. But he just injured his quad, so he is not practicing at the moment. Kind of problematic, Mm. so that's something to think about. But he's going pretty low. 
So for the value, he's not a terrible pickup. Back in the day, Dwayne Bowe was somebody that was literally like a top 15 receiver. He's not that guy anymore. So I'm glad that people are realizing this. So for where you can get him, I don't have a problem with you drafting him because you're, you're drafting him in that kind of wide receiver three, four level. And that's okay because you're not banking on him to be your guy. My bench, I have Anthony Fasano. What? <laughs> But, okay, so... Is he on Kansas City's bench? He's technically the starter, which is crazy town. What? what about, I thought it was Tra- Travis Kelsey. Haven't they, like, no. named him yet? No, no but I didn't mention so Travis, so Travis Kelsey did get a touchdown on a 43-yard play, which is a great play. Yeah. And... He's totally it. I, I think he will be it. Technically, Fasano is still the starter. I do think that Fasano will get a little bit more looks this year than last year, if indeed he remains the starter. Um, but I think you can probably wait on both of them. They'll probably still be there. They'll be on the waiver wire. There's no reason to draft them. But just know that I feel like there's going to be some sort of tight end controversy as far as who will actually be the starter. And I think Kelsey's got a little bit more upside than Fasano, to be honest with you. Boom. Yeah. So. Why touch down with a tight end when you can do it with Jamal Charles, you know? It just yeah. it just doesn't work. It doesn't make yeah. sense to me. Yeah. Houston Texans at the Denver Broncos. I'm actually really excited for this game. And Houston is currently practicing with the Broncos right now. So they've been practicing all week, and then they're going to end up playing. So it should be really interesting. But my starters are DeAndre Hopkins, Andre Johnson, Arian Foster, I'm a little concerned because both Arian Foster and Andre Johnson are hurt at the moment. (laughs) So that's, you know, that's a problem. But my (laughs) details, uh, details. So my sleepers kind of play into the the injuries we got going on here, right? So my sleepers are Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not being drafted. So, which is a little bit crazy to me because he's got a lot of, I mean, he went nine for 12 for 97 yards and had a touchdown and he tore the Falcons apart. I mean, like, he dominated. He, he looked good, and he's still not getting drafted. So he's somebody you can think about again when you've, if you've got a multiple quarterback league. Um, he's worth a look. I like him. Jonathan Grimes. So he he's kind of he's filled in right now for Arian Foster because Foster is injured, and he's looked pretty good. He ran for 42 yards on nine carries, caught three passes for 25 yards. He was getting a lot of touches. And what I like about him is – you could get him incredibly low, and I'm not entirely sure that Foster's going to be 100% ready and back by the, the season opener. So it really increases Grimes' stock a bit there, and Foster is a little bit injury-prone. So he's not, if you're going to handcuff yourself, he's a good handcuff because of Foster's kind of historical injury-proneness. So I like him. I also like, I'm not going to say the name right. Proneness. Proneness is not even a really word, but whatever. Mm, I like it. Uh, it's fun. Devere Posey. <laughs> is that how you say it? I don't know. But he had an eight yard touchdown at the end of the second quarter. He's someone to think about because he's getting more play because of Andre Johnson. Again, I'm not entirely sure Andre Johnson will be ready again by the season opener. I don't believe either are expected to play this third game. So. It's something to consider as well, especially for the beginning of the season. So you can get him crazy low, so it'll be good good value. You, you won't be playing him by midseason because the other guys will be back and healthy, but he's someone for the beginning of the season to think about um, in a deep league. So 
My bench is Garrett Graham for obvious reasons. He's not a tight end that scores at all. I think we have him ranked like 23rd or something. Just don't go there. Don't do it. On to the Broncos. So op situation, you're starting everybody. Peyton Manning's obviously Peyton Manning. They're on fire! <laughs> so he's going first of all the quarterbacks. Demarius Thomas is going second of all the wide receivers. Julius Thomas going second of all the tight ends. Wes Welker, uh, he's kind of falling that 17 range. Emmanuel Sanders, another starter. Monte Ball is another starter. You're starting, you're, just like last season, you're starting the entire Broncos team. You just, you just handcuff are. yourself with those running backs too. Why not? They all so, looked good. So yeah, I have that in my sleepers <laughs> with, with Ronnie Hillman. Why not? So Ball is expected to he returned to practice on Tuesday, but he didn't participate in team drills, and he is a maybe for Saturday's game. My thing with Monty Ball is Monty. There's a lot of hype about Monty Ball, but Monty Ball isn't proven to be a workhorse every down back yet. So I don't have a problem with you taking Ronnie Hillman super late because Hillman looked pretty good. And I could yeah. see Hillman getting some goal line touches and being a little bit of a touchdown vulture for Monte Ball. So think about Hillman. I also, wide receiver-wise, I've got Andre Caldwell and Cody Latimer. So Latimer's it's tough had, between those two. It's really tough. So Latimer had, like, really two strong showings in the first you know, two preseason games here. He had a 33-yard touchdown last week. Um, Andre Caldwell, you know, his stock's gone up a little bit because Norwood was looking fantastic, but Norwood tore his ACL in practice today, so he's out for the season. Mm. So that means that Cody and Andre have a bit more opportunity to play, and I do think they are going to play. They're going to get some play. I mean, these are guys that would be at best a wide receiver three, but somebody that would be good to have on your bench just because you never know, and, and, and they are getting some. They'll get some looks. So I like both of them for my sleepers. I have absolutely no one on the bench. There's no one you would remotely bench from the Broncos. And Matt Prater is an obvious kicker for a, a must start. I would oh. draft the Broncos bench before drafting the Carolinas starting running backs. Absolutely. That's how I feel. It's a lot and of sunglasses that are squirt. I have more. <laughs> um, it's exciting. Uh, San Diego Chargers at San Francisco 49ers. Brandon. This is actually going to be very simple. Philip Rivers is barely playing because he makes it look easy. He has a 75% completion rate. He is just wrecking it. He and Jay Cutler, it's too much. Um, too I'm much. moving up in the ranks. I just don't care. I'm the honey badger because I don't give a F. What? Honey badger. Uh, Ryan Matthews, he did a fumble on the goal line. Uh, in the first game, but he's still the man. He's going to get, you know, most of the touches. So it is what it, what it is. Keenan Allen, okay, he's only one for two for 13 yards and a touchdown in the preseason. But don't fear him. I know a lot of experts are going to poo-poo Keenan Allen and say he was a one-year wonder or sophomore slump. Or I don't even know what else they're talking about. But trust me, you want him on your team, do it. Sleepers, Malcolm Floyd. I'm still running around screaming about Malcolm Floyd. Two for two for 30 yards. Both were 15-yard passes. That's great. Um, his ADP right now is 185. Steal yes, the draft. Yes, He's basically please. not even being drafted. It's nuts. It's crazy. Um, 
I just, I can't. I can't. By the way, also, Donald Brown is there for a reason. So if you have Ryan Matthews, you should definitely handcuff with Donald Brown. It's Absolutely. It's a little hard to know what's going on with this, but um, you have to do it. Woodhead is not the handcuff. Woodhead is the specialty guy. He's going at 109 ADP, and uh, Donald Brown is going 165 ADP once again. You can get this guy at the end or not at all, but keep your eye on him. It's amazing. Deep League. Okay, so um, this is a guy named Dontrell Inman, and he's kind of someone I want you to keep your eye on. Four for six uh, passes, uh, 122 yards and a touchdown. Not bad. Ladarius Green, Antonio Gates. There's room for both of them, I think. I think they're going to do two tight end sets, but let me tell you, until Antonio Gates is dead, it's like Frank Gore. I will not bet against him. Yeah, seriously. So, I like Ladarius Green. He's doing a great job, and it looks like they are going to have space for both of them. But I'm just saying, don't don't think that Gates is done. Don't stop believing. I mean, to be fair, Ladarius Green is four for four for 46 yards this preseason. So he's not doing a bad job. He's doing great. And eight of the nine snaps that Philip Rivers has played, Ladarius Green was a starter. So they're obviously trying to get him acquainted with him. So it should be good. Uh, bench, uh, I don't know. I don't really feel the San Diego defense. Um, but no. that's about it. 49ers, Frank Gore. He only went in for like two snaps, went 12 yards, came off the field, and everyone tapped his head, and he was like, yeah. Listen, until he's in the ground, I will not bet against Frank Gore. I just won't. No. Although, Carlos Hyde is in my sleepers because if something were to happen, Carlos Hyde is extremely capable. He's having a great preseason. He was my favorite running back in the draft. Uh, nine rushing attempts for 50 yards. He caught one pass for nine yards. But he's even better than that. Some of the stuff got called back on penalties because, as we know, we haven't really talked about it, but the preseason has been full with penalties. Heavy, heavy, crazy. with a yellow flag. So it's hard. I mean, a lot of people's yards have been negated because of that, but he's, he's great. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, you guys, I can't with him. Six <laughs> of ten passes for 56 yards total. That's it. That's brutal. I, just, I mean, who gets shut out side. in a preseason game? Preseason. The only person that's really kind of stood out to me, so I watched both San Francisco games back-to-back, and I was, like, bored and confused. It would be probably my best um, way to describe my, my nature. <laughs> but the only person that stood out to me was Bruce Ellington. So he's a rookie wide receiver. Um, he is 7 for 10 for 59 yards. Uh, but he also runs back kicks, which if your league takes that into account, he's done a really pretty great job. He's the only guy doing it. Um, and also, he's from South Carolina and is first cousins with Andre Burlington. So it can't be that bad. I'm not feeling Bolden or Crabtree needs to see them in this game. And do not play Quentin pa- uh, Patton at all. Um, he was getting some buzz as a wide receiver, but it's just, I wouldn't do it. And then Blaine Gabbert really is as bad as we thought he was. We got a <laughs> Twitter thing. It was like, you know, because they were asking what offenses are bad. I said Giants, and the guy was like, no, hashtag Gabbert sucks. Um, <laughs> and I find that hilarious and because it really shouldn't matter. But he's 11 for 25 for 60 yards and two interceptions. So it's fun. It's fun. Sanchez mm. should go there. Yeah, he'd be a great backup for Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, he would. 
he'd be a great starter for the. I, wow. just, I, I, I hate Colin. I hate Colin. You know this. Jeez. All I'm saying is, is that that could be an, a legit competition there. No. Yeah. Sanchez. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals, the Arizona Cardinals. Last whoop, game. Whoop. Last game. Our dress rehearsal went long, in case you're wondering. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Very long. <laughs> A lot of things we needed to cover before game day. Uh, starters, A.J. Green, husband, love ya. Uh, love Giovanni ya. Bernard, we're engaged. Um, and that's, you know, because the rain was nice. Um, the Bengals have a new offense coordinator who likes to run the ball first, okay? So great. So Giovanni Bernard's stock has gone way up, and Annie Dalton's stock has gone way low okay great awesome the key is is that he is the offensive coordinator is coming to a team that has Giovanni Bernard as their running back and AJ Green as their wide receiver Andy Dalton as their quarterback okay can we just say this Andy I'm Dalton is the man okay he just is and he's going in the 12th 13th round okay yeah Sign me up. So I'll be drafting easy. all running backs and wide receivers, maybe a tight end, and then I'll wait to the 12th round to run, take my quarterback. I'm okay with it. Love him. Love him, love him, love him. That Where did the me... hatred come from? I don't understand this. It's because this new offensive coordinator. So it, he likes to run the ball. Okay, great. Dalton's still going to score points. Mm, I mean. Yes. Yes, he's amazing. Which because me- because he had bad inconsistency problems, right? Well, he so has he- a major. He throws interceptions like nobody's business. Yeah. Okay. He's great. Sick. Awesome. Well, he also throws touchdowns and yards. Yeah. So it kind of. Agree. Con- yeah, it kind of is like okay, interceptions it doesn't even matter at that point. I say that some people may have lost a game because of a last minute interception by Dalton, but I'm just saying overall. <laughs> I like him. And that brings me to one of my sleepers, which is Marvin Jones. He's going in, like, the 16th round. Isn't he, like, super hurt, though? Uh, No, he's back. I mean, he'll be out the first quarter, but he has big numbers. He had 10 touchdowns last year. And I bet you he will get eight touchdowns in three quarters of the season. So, yes, he's out, but he is worth drafting. People keep talking about Josh Gordon, but, you know, he is great, don't get me wrong, but he's going to be out a lot longer than a Marvin Jones, who is going to get open, especially if it's run-first defense or run-first offense. It's only going to make it more open in the backfield for Mr. Jones. So I love him. Three quarters, I'll take him late in my draft. Thank you. Uh, The Cardinals. uh, (laughs) Andre Ellington, serious boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a little high on him, but I like him. So there you go. He's gonna get a lot, a lot of touches this year, guys. He is the main part of the offense, so why not? He had 5.5. Um, he was averaging 5.5 yards per touch last year, which is amazing. It was the highest average. So okay, nice. yeah. I mean. They're going to use him more this year than they did last year, so don't be scared that he burned you last year. This year he's going to be a bigger part of the offense. Um, Larry Fitzgerald's boyfriend, Michael Floyd, we're dating. I, you know, We haven't seen him yet this year since he has been out. 
for a groin injury, but he'll be back this week. So we'll see if he's up to the over a thousand yards, five touchdown kind of year again. Let's see. Uh, Arizona's defense. Now this one is troubling for me. So we're we're on a separation right now. I usually love Arizona's defense, and I think they're fabulous, and they might still be great. But they lost another player this week with oh, Darnell like Dockett, torn yeah. his ACL. That one's you know, a brutal one. It stinks. It just stinks. It's just really sad. And they lost, you know, two key players to their defense um, this offseason. Uh, one to Cleveland. The other one to suspension because he's a loser um, for so many different reasons. I knew that suspension. I hope. I hope. <laughs> Jones isn't a mess. Um, So I'm worried about Arizona's defense, but they're still top 12 defense, uh, you know, so um, hopefully they'll still be good for you if you've already drafted them. Carson Palmer, you know, he's he's going, people. I mean, I don't think he's that bad at all. I like him. Draft him your second quarterback, and I think he's good. Yeah, that's where I have him. I have him as my sleeper. So that's where I'm at with Arizona and um, my little my little Bengals, who I love this year. I really love the Bengals. So I thought you were gonna say my little pony. No, I hate my little pony now. They're weird looking now, right? It's totally weird. Yeah, they've really gone downhill. Oh, I don't have children, so I only have my. They're weird. They don't look like like the normal My Little Ponies. Now they're like all like mangled. No, like how do you describe it, Courtney? Uh, like uh, I should know this. It's the the Japanese animation type. Yeah, yeah, um, they look, they look that's like what that. They are. Yeah, you know, and that's what a lot of our old school cartoons have gone to now. Which is whatever. It's fine for the new kids if that's what they're into. But for me, it's not what I'm into. Sorry, my <laughs> little ponies. Sorry, my children will not be watching you. Um, but any last minute thoughts, ladies? I'm just excited to have football back. Yay! Yeah, and this I'm football. To be at this, show. this is the week. This is the big week to pay attention to before you draft to see who actually will won't be playing. So I think starters should play at least three quarters. And to get your sleepers, women's intuition, people. You see somebody, and you think you know it's Great. okay if they're not getting drafted, and you want to drop them in the last round. It's okay if you feel good and you see something that sparks something in your tummy. Draft him. Bruce Ellington. Bruce Ellington. Mm, Bruce. 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 Such awesome. a solid name. So good. Once again, come check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com and on iTunes. A nice rating and comment would be appreciated. Don't forget to hop on to ESPNW next week for our premiere on August 28th. And catch us, catch us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Until next time, no more faking it.